0: Well it's here guys, the final stretch, the home stretch of the season. Welcome back to NRL Fantasy Analysis. We're going to be going through the hooking position, the front rowers, and also the edge position in this video. Talking through all these guys that are really good options, are going to run through their last five game average rather than their, their total season average, because a few of the guys are you know, in a hot runner form, some are you know on the so we can see with guys like Braley, etc. But we're going to talk through uh, the most important one. So in our hooking position here, we have our top five, I've got in you know, clearly... Outlined here And we're starting with With Reid Marnie up top So he comes back this week in a, in a really interesting one As having an average of 62 In his last five So An overall average of higher than that Because of the really hot start he had But A You know A lower average through Through the middle there And And finishing with a, a lighter score there Ended up with him Sitting with a 661k Price tag So Really helpful For anyone who's looking to pick Reed up Is that he's a you know, Fair bit cheaper And has it has a nice five game average there so i think that puts him slightly ahead of someone like ben hunt who has been on a bit of a tear lately averaging 71 uh over his past five so they're two really strong options hunt you obviously get over the the hooker and the half position so i think it's a a really solid option in that one there we'll jump into to read and explain why we'd why we'd want him in our side and the reason why he's he's that fair bit cheaper so you can see the obviously the the crazy incredible start he had, and then had a few lighter ones in here through that through that middle portion, and that's why he's uh and that's why he's a little bit lower in his um yeah you know, in his in his current averaging right now. So 21, 54, 46, 56, uh, and a 61 there before he rounded out you near know, the end of the um you know, him him finishing for before he got injured there. So for me, he's someone who's super consistent. The only one, you know, the only low score he's really got is one sixty nine minutes where he you know had Lusik on the bench there. Um, and the rest of them are 80 where he scored really well. So Marnie's a great option. You also go to Ben Hunt, I think also a really strong option there, and two guys I'd be targeting this week. Marnie you could probably hold off for a week or two if you want to have a look at him just to see how he's playing after he's coming returning from his injury. Someone asked me, do I trade out Ben Hunt because the dragons are so decimated? And I think that's probably a silly idea. Just think of the fact that if you know Hunt's the number seven. And the team's a bit more decimated. Means he has to make a lot more tackles. Means he has to kick more. Means he has to do a lot more of the, you know, the attacking stats. You know, get more of the attacking stats. Make more tries, etc. So, yes, they might not get as many, but also means he has to completely run the team. So, when he gets that opportunity, he's someone who scores really big. He's very similar to DCE in the fact that he can, you know, once if he gets his hands on the ball a lot, he seems to just do everything on the park. You know, the run meters, the kick meters. The try assists the tries all, all that kind of stuff and, and gets into that big high averages over the next period so sitting at 763k is a little bit steep in terms of his price but i think it's definitely worth it if you're looking at brandon smith there's no harry grant on the way and i've, I've put him down here as a as a one of our options at the end harry grant but i don't think he's going to get the the minutes until maybe right at the end of the season once he comes back to justify bringing him in so i think brandon smith is still a really good option if you're holding him right now Keep strong with him. He's scoring really well, and you can see with his 63.4 last five-game average. So that's that for Smithy there. Um, 740K is a little bit steep. Obviously, You know that's based on his last five-game average, but I still think is a great option, and he's coming in at number three there. Number four and five, so Wade Egan snuck up into fifth position, you know, but with Cook in the number four. So I still think Cook's a way better player than Egan, but if you're looking at that last five-game average, Egan's averaging 65. So... Nothing to, nothing to sneeze out there, that's for sure. He's coming off a, a bunch of really high tackle games and a few try and tries this game. So he's um, he's looking really solid. And we'll jump in and have a look at his stats actually as well here. And the only good thing with Reed there is he's um, he's obviously really lowly owned as well. All right, Wade, he was 6.64. You get him at a fairly cheap price there, which is cool. <coughs> um... But yeah, so you look at, it at the start of his start of his season, wasn't too crash hot, but then you get into the last sort of five rounds here and you've got 69, 61, 47, 85, and 62. And they're really high tackle games. Yeah, you know? Only a, few, you know, a bunch of misses in each team, But when you're making a lot of tackles, that's completely fine. Running a ball a bit more and getting your tries try and try. So can this keep up? I don't think it can. I don't think you can make 50 plus tackles every game. You can see with guys like McCulloch, even that slowed down for him as he sort of got tired... Throughout the season and, um, yeah, I suppose it's it's kind of followed, you know, a couple of good games before the buyer gets a little bit of a rest and, and can keep going. So how many more games can he do that? I'm not exactly sure. I wouldn't be putting him as someone that could be consistent for the rest of the season. That's my only real worry with Wade. Is yes, he's scoring really well, and if you've got him in your side, you're holding steady. But I'm probably worried about bringing him in. I'd go for someone like Reed at a similar price for sure, um, or you can go a little bit more expensive with Hunnell Smith. If you've got guys like Brayley, I think it's probably time the right time to trade him out. A 43-5 game averages is not good enough at 599 k You still can you still got a bit of cash there to move him on to one of these better guys in a hunt or a Breed Marnie, for example. I think you're going to get yeah, sort of 15 to 20 more points. Um and getting that over the next sort of what eight rounds is going to be really important uh for your squad. If you've got someone like Watson, that's a, you know he's coming off a really high score, he think he covers them hooker in the hooker and the mid-position, I think he's just a hold. Uh, someone like Maka, I think you can definitely hold as well, but that's his five-game average of fifty-two point eight, so nothing special. Coruscant there has a fifty-six five-game average, but that includes an eighty and a twenty odd, so the ups and downs there. You, if you can cop that, then he's a half an option there at a, at a cheaper price. But again, I'd be going Reid over him. Um, and then you got Hodgson, who's coming off fifty-seven five-game average, solid, but never been a keeper, so I wouldn't be touching him. And then you got Harry Grant at forty-eight five-game. Oh, sorry, forty. He's a forty-one five-game average, but a forty-eight uh, overall score there for him, uh, overall average there. So that's Grant. I wouldn't be touching him uh, for the rest of the season. I don't think I don't think he'll play big minutes. He needs eighty to do really well. If you look at the front row forwards now, I've moved a couple of uh, the big dogs into this, to the edge position just to make it a little bit um, a little bit more balanced and fit fit it on the screen anyway. But the front row forwards there, we've got Isaiah Papali'i with a five-game average of sixty-seven point six. So he's one of the close to the must-haves if you're looking at this position here. This front row is here, you've got Papali as a clear, you know, what's that? Six points better than Mofo. You've got him 12 points better than Payne Haas at the moment. And then you're looking at the other dual position guys like Crichton, who is 68.8. So him and Papali, I think, are very much must-haves at this point. Harris will be eventually. Um, He's going to lose a bit of cash after his low score when he comes back in the next few weeks, I'd be looking to target him as, like, a. I think for Tohu, it's probably, like, if some, one of the guys gets suspended or injured, I think you just straight swap him at that price point. I think you'd be able to do that. Um, so Papali is sort of pretty, pretty close to a must-have, and I think Payne Haas is getting closer to that as well. Yes, he has a five-game range of 55, and that includes his 80-odd last week, but it's, you yeah, know, coming off the back that he's warming into the season still... Um, yeah, finding his form in origin I think as well. And I think that's he's brought that back into the the Brisbane setup and the and the Brisbane team's playing a little bit better at the moment. So I think you know, the better they play, the better it is gonna be for him with the attacking stats and them rolling forward and and him getting, you know, the, the tackle breaks and the offloads there and the and the bigger meters, which will be good for him. So I still think he's a very clear option this week at six eighty three. I think he's only gonna improve in price from here, rather than decrease at all. Uh, Mo Mofa awaker he's an interesting one at sixty one for his, you know, past uh, past five game let's put him in there Moika. don't know why that doesn't come up I just put him in there um, anyway Fotoeka started really well had a bit of a lean patch through the middle and then this last period he's been really really strong so a 35 off the bench after Origin, which is fair enough but then a you know, 94, 70 and 67 in these past three other than that in, in 60 plus minutes is really really strong so obviously got a try last week um it has a you know the odd line break or line break assist in those other games, so high high tackle break numbers, big meters as well so if he can you can keep that up, I think you' get him at a at a at a bit of a, a slight discount but also just as a pod you know owned by pretty much no one in the top hundred and and pretty much no one in the whole top five thousand so I think moe's a really solid pickup um if you need someone around that price point, i think he yeah he'll do a decent job for you. Tamalello we spoke about last week, big improvement. Um, you know, three games in a row now where he's, he's got some solid scores, 50-plus and, and a 60-odd last week. So he's someone that you're getting at a cheaper price. I don't see him getting any lower than where he's at now. There is still the slight chance that he goes back to sort of those 30 to 40 scores, but I wouldn't, um, wouldn't hold my breath. Like I think he's more chance of going higher than he would be lower than that average from here on in. Out of Noah Blake, the, the one in here that you get at a slightly cheaper price who has a five-game average of 41.6, but his last three is 54 of his, of his average. So obviously got 72 the other week in, a, in that big minute effort. And I'm expecting somewhere in the 50s, to low 50s for him, and about 100k in price rises. So if you're interested in, in that at that price point, if you're you know, running out of cash or trying to save keep money available for Cleary or something like that, then AFB could be an option for you. In terms of the other guys, I don't really see them as being too great an option Jackson's been moved back to the edge, which he won't score as well, unfortunately. To Tapao's doing okay. Barnett's okay. Papali, uh, this is Josh Papali, and, um, and Luke Thompson just, you know, only doing okay. I just think there's better options in that mid, in that front row forward position with guys like Papali, Crichton, and all the rest. So that's that one there for our front row forwards. And we'll move to the edge, guys. And, and for feet is our clear option. That's, you know, a five-game average of 70, 858K. He's probably your best captaincy option this week, in, in my opinion. Just not so, someone that's not coming back from um, origin. There's no Cleary involved. There's no Toe Harris. I think Fafid is the clear one to go with. He'll be rested after the week off. I think he's yeah as a clear captaincy option for your squad. And a must-have, I think, in anyone's team if they want to do well for the rest of the season. Angus Crichton, 68.8 for his average. 789K. He's a little bit cheaper. Um, averaging fairly similar over the last five. But yeah, he's going to be also a must-have. And you'd imagine... If he's playing just off the bench for the for the um for the Blues, then he should be you know playing big minutes uh in, in his return game for the Roosters this week. I think that would be smart. There's no reason why he can't do that if he's playing sort of 30 minutes off the bench or 40 minutes. Um, Toyo Harris, we've still got him high on the list just because he's you know one of the top top guys in the mids and also the edges. So 66.3 average should be back in the next couple of weeks. His name on the extended squad but I wouldn't be um, suggesting that him or Chad play this week. I think it'd be silly for them to rush them back. Obviously, the Warriors aren't playing as well, so they really need them, but I think it's um, important to give them another week's rest. But anyway, they'll, they'll work that one out, and they know their bodies better than I do, so that's that. Um, Tyson Brazel comes back. You know, he's, he's, he's at 59.65 game average, 760K. Been scoring really well for the Knights there, and, and with their team almost back to full strength in terms of you know, having Pierce and Ponga there. Frizzell's going to play a lot better off Pierce's shoulder, um, and I think he's a great pickup as well. Obviously, you know, pick, grabbing the other guys will be more important first, and then, yeah, you know, for Fita Crichton, and if you need someone else from there, then Frizzell could be a good option. If you need someone that's a little bit cheaper as a dual position guy, then I think, think Cam Murray's your man. I'd probably look to wait until round nineteen just just for the fact that he's you know he's going to play big minutes through Origin, and he might play he might miss this uh, this coming week. Uh, or come off the bench, for example, or play a little bit of minutes <coughs> in this one. So that's my thoughts on Murray. And then you've got the three guys there that I actually own in my team, Maddo, CHN, and also Lucy Leilua, who are all fairly cheap at the moment, 627k to 579, all averaging sort of just okay in the last five. Very up and down in their scores. Maddo and Lucy obviously coming off to decent scores, but they're guys that you could upgrade to for a feeder, a Crichton, a maybe not for out, but if you go to the top top guys so properly uh pain haas if you want to go to any of those guys i think you can from from these guys straight away this week if not you can probably wait a week or two just to work out what you want to do with them um also based it off how many trades you got left guys so if you aren't if you're running sort of five or less trades five six trades and i'd be probably holding these guys if you've got sort of nine ten plus like my teams do then i think you can you can upgrade one of these guys just to get one of the top top um, guys, and, and go from there. So, guys, let me know your thoughts on those three positions. What would you be doing in that? Only other thing to mention was that there's not a few people ask me about. It. Is there any cash cows available? or Anything like that? Not really. Like guys like Tyson Gamble are a bit more expensive. They're making some money, but anyone at the the low end, there's no no real cash cows. Um, if you need to cash out, then there's probably. You know, one to two options like that if you need them for one week, but I think most people will be okay unless the, unless all the Origin guys don't back up. I think we'll all be okay from here on in. Um, just pick, you know, for a cash out guys now, just pick anyone that's the cheapest and covers a few positions so you can move blokes around uh, would be the smartest option there. If you enjoyed this, hit like, subscribe. I really appreciate it. And we'll catch you in the next one, guys. We're going to analyze the rest of the, the uh, positions there. See you later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's.